what sometimes seems like it's having the biggest impact doesn't necessarily have the biggest impact and you have to put some numbers on it to be able just to make sure you are doing the right thing. Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Jenia Maniva from Bean London is a former journalist who has moved from covering international affairs to communicating impact, then launched Bean London after she got angry about waste which doesn't get recycled. In this episode, she talks about creating fantastic and high-quality handbags entirely from waste, the circular economy, her biggest challenges and achievements to date, and some exciting future developments and plans. I'm really pleased to be joined today by Jenia Miniva from Bean London. Could you tell me a little bit about your background and Bean London, please? Oh, <laughs> I am a former journalist. I was at the BBC most for most of my career, going live on air on a daily basis, talking about Iran's nuclear deal or you know, presidential elections in Armenia. Uh, that was my job for many, many years. Um, then left the BBC, moved into impact comms. So I was working with the likes of the UN. I worked on the Global Goals Campaign, for instance, kind of trying to make complex uh, concepts and decisions like the Global Goals for Sustainable Development, trying to make them really easy to understand and translating them into simple language through Beyonce, getting her involved or getting, I don't know, getting Chris Martin to do a a gig in... um, New York and talking about it and I loved that about comms so it was communications but impact comms and then while I was working at an organization maybe you know that change.org I happened to watch a documentary about waste got really angry and this is uh, how being London I think was born I decided to do something about waste um, and especially the waste that doesn't get recycled um, and the idea was quite simple. I thought I'm going to turn waste that doesn't get recycled into products that look exactly the same as just normal products, perform exactly in the same way, cost pretty much the same, uh, and would kind of be that vehicle for the message about circular economy. Um, I spoke to a lot of recycling plants across Europe and they all said, well, we would recycle more um, if we could, if someone was buying this material off us. Yeah, so I ended up making handbags. Who would have thought? Wasn't even into bags at the moment. <laughs> ended up making handbags entirely from waste. So I'm looking at one now. I'm just in my in my studio at the moment. So the um, um, the bag itself is made from recycled leather. So that's tannery waste, leather waste, milled into a powder and then pressed in, into a fabric core. The lining... We have two types of lining, recycled polyester, so that's plastic bottles turned into fabric, or recycled cotton, that's, you know, clothes you and I no longer wear, something that is beyond repair, that can again be kind of milled into a powder, pretty much, and then rewoven into a fabric, and creates this beautiful, absolutely premium material, this cotton that we buy, recycled cotton, uh, that serves as lining. The zips are made from plastic bottles, we also use things like um, a vegan leather made from apple peels. <laughs> oh my and, um, 
We use a PETA certified vegan leather made from pineapple waste. It's a it's a, it's a byproduct of pineapple uh, farming. So, you know, pineapples go to supermarkets and uh, pineapple leaves. So the plant, the leaves of the of the plant itself, they get discarded. There's a really, really um, clever woman um, who came up with the, with this technology. Uh, basically, pineapple leaves are dried, um, and the fiber is kind of not really woven, but it's felt like material um, with a backing. It basically looks like really beautiful leather, but it's made from pineapple leaves. Um, and the for our laptop cases, for instance, I, I'm just looking at my shelf now. The laptop cases, their lining is, um, it's a felt made from IKEA and KLM uniforms in the Netherlands. So I guess the, the job for being London, I see in this world, like where it sits is picking up materials that are made from waste and turning them into something really gorgeous um to i'm I'm trying to kind of the the stigma of recycled and ethical that is still there unfortunately and anything recycled you like the mental image you have is like oh it must be really ugly and it's really sad no it can look super sexy (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's what we're doing we try to make it look really really premium we you know photography and the product itself um just to kind of deliver that message that um it can look amazing and it can also be solving a problem I'm just like blown away of the the materials that have gone into your bags. It's, it's like fun, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm loving it. This is it's <laughs> it's the best time. Crazy. It's just thinking about your supply chain and how you found all these people. How on earth did you you source all these different products? It it just sounds impossible. It, it was difficult, especially you know if you don't have any experience in um, in manufacturing anything like. It was just lots of Googling, lots of emailing people. And I mean, it was really funny because at the time I was um, director of communications at, for change.org. And before that, I was like global director of this, global director of that. And you email people if you have a title like this and they respond, you know, and they respond pretty quickly. Whereas there was absolutely nobody, um, the founder of a company that's no one heard about before, <laughs> emailing suppliers and makers of those materials and no one responds because you're too small for them. You are, I don't know, they'd never heard of you before. And you're emailing from your like Gmail account <laughs> at the yeah. time. You know, I was <laughs> like, I'm nobody. And um, no one would respond. So I remember that was like a, a learning curve. I just had to be okay with that and email again and follow up and phone them up. I remember this one supplier of, of recycled leather that I had to, I think, email five times and call them three times. And they were like, yeah, yeah, someone's going to get back to you. And no one ever did. Um, it was, yeah, <laughs> mm. it was an interesting experience. And it still is a massive learning curve. It's very steep. Every day you're like, whoa, I've never done this before. And I've never done this before either. It's a lot of first times, you know, first time doing this, first time doing that. And it's that's what I love about it. It's like, it's the combination of that research into sustainable materials and impact. And I do have, I mean, since between between watching the documentary and founding the company I did do a year at Cambridge studying sustainability um but it's still I love the complexity of it it's what sometimes seems like it's 
having the biggest impact doesn't necessarily have the biggest impact. And you have to put some numbers on it to be able just to make sure you are doing the right thing. Okay, that sounds quite interesting. So what what did you think was going to have the biggest impact then <laughs> that didn't? Well, it's, um, yeah, not necessarily in our case, but okay. some materials, I mean, it's it's really, yeah, for, well, I'll tell you what we're doing at the moment. So we're at the moment um, collaborating um, with a company called Terra Neutra who are calculating our carbon footprint. And they're building us a tool, um, almost like a, um, a really cool spreadsheet, which is very interactive, which would, uh, so you, let's say, let's take recycled cotton, right? Um, If we buy recycled cotton from, say, Turkey and deliver it to our studio in London by boat, so if we ship it by boat, you input all the information and you get the carbon footprint. But if you work with an Italian manufacturer that uses a slightly different technology and um, uses a slightly different electricity provider um, the carbon footprint can be dramatically different Um, and sometimes it's about the distance but sometimes it's about the um, yeah the facilities the the Mm. technology behind it and all of those things have to go into a life cycle analysis all of those things need to be accounted you know accounted for and only then you can see the bigger picture what happens for instance if we replace a zip made by, we use YKK, right? They, they, they have a, a sustainable line made from recycled plastic bottles. The zips we use are either come from Turkey or from Taiwan. Um, we can choose uh, to wait longer and get them delivered from Taiwan, for instance. What does it do to our carbon footprint? You know, we, 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 I want to see, and now I can see, mm-hmm. what happens there. If we make those tiny tweaks, you know, if we wait for a, a week longer, does it change our carbon footprint of the of the the, the product itself and if we make hundreds of those bags the difference will be quite significant so I want to make sure that every little detail has you know they either positive impact or if it, if it is you know we're still manufacturing products it's just that we we think about every step of the way and make sure you know we're we're honest with ourselves about it and we we have the information that we need to make the right decisions and it's I find it really fascinating what, what we're doing at the moment. This is like, wow, we can actually see everything now. Mm, that sounds really impressive. I don't know many people that, that have gone to that level of detail with their um, carbon footprint. I think for most people, it's a, an ambition that they'd like to be able to do. Um, yeah. So def- you're, you're definitely leading the way in this. You know why so many people can't do it? Because it's, it's very expensive. Um, we're just lucky to it's, it's a collaboration in our case uh, mm-hmm. so it's not costing us a fortune but also um, I'm talking to quite a lot of people uh, at the moment and there are at least two um, more kind of off-the-shelf solutions uh, that are being built at the moment they're mostly a text solutions that help um, both um, brands companies uh, and consumers to a see the um, the carbon footprint at checkout. So it's more kind of off the shelf. They use generic data to calculate a um, carbon footprint of a typical product, and then you can offset it as a customer, um, as a consumer. You can just offset it at the point of checkout. Uh, there's one company called Neutrino that they're building a carbon negative um, calculator. So basically allowing people to make shopping carbon negative 
So you offset more than the product created. I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of development in that field at the moment, and it's um, probably less accurate than getting something properly uh, measured for a specific product like we're doing it. But it's still, I think, it's fantastic, and I can see more and more proper impact measurement happening in the next few years. That sounds exciting. So you mentioned there about carbon offsetting. Um, yes. So I, I have an opinion on this. So I'd, I'd be interested oh, yeah. in your, <laughs> your, your opinion on, on carbon offsetting. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. I think what we should all be doing is really making products and services that have the lowest carbon footprint possible. I think we should be focusing on this rather than on offsetting it, to be perfectly honest with you. It's, I, I would like to focus our attention on that because offsetting, I totally agree with you. It's a, it's a tricky subject. I'm glad you said that. So I, we, we don't have to have an argument about carbon offsetting. <laughs> I've seen some um, quite interesting uh, approaches where, you know, it's like buy this, buy this, buy this, and we'll offset the carbon, which is, is still very yeah. much in that consumerism kind of culture where where we should keep buying more stuff um and it, it will everything will be okay because we'll just offset the carbon really um which, which to me is is missing the point of why why we're trying to reduce the carbon in the first place <laughs> i mean there's this whole tension um between actually making anything and selling anything and this is something I only discovered when I started running this company um, and trying to produce less, you know, reduce, reduce, reuse, recycle. And it just, just the capitalist, the way, the way the society works, the way um, companies are expected to grow, it's all about like selling more, selling more, selling more. And then I set, started this company not to sell more. I started this company to offer a much more sustainable alternative um mm. I, I i i can feel this conflict you know there's the whole sustainable fashion movement yeah it's a tricky one our message to our customers is very similar to what the founder of Pat- patagonia is kind of famously said like if you don't need it don't buy it mm. so i've always been saying if you don't need another bag absolutely don't buy it <laughs> don't buy it from anywhere don't buy it from us but if you do need one, you know, it's um, then if you get one from from being London, it will be a much better bag for the environment, for you, just for your consciousness. <laughs> you know, it's uh, we're here to offer a very different product. Um, but I do feel this conflict between kind of a capitalist society and what uh, um how companies are expected to grow and like pushing, constantly pushing, buy, buy, buy. I I feel uncomfortable with this. Mm, yeah, I I I feel that pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely, um, when you know we're we're talking about sustainability and various other things, it's it's very difficult to balance that with then going out and buying things um, when yeah. when you you're trying to save the world. I think it's um, if it's something that you truly need and you're making your decision based on the the most sustainable product then I'm okay with that Mm, yeah definitely okay so 
um just thinking about um the future what are what are the plans for being london for the future Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> without giving any of your trade secrets away about any any f- wonderful new um products that you're you're experimenting with for, for we are plans. experimenting <laughs> quite a few things yeah we're quite a few things i mean the nearest future um we are working uh, on our first collaboration with another brand. Um, I'm not allowed to name it yet, uh, but we're going to be releasing a product um, in the next three months, just before Christmas. Um, and the materials, again, I mean, this is um, a lovely combination of materials. It's going to be a backpack um, made from Econil, which is... Um, regenerated nylon made from fishing nets wow um, um, yeah <laughs> I uh, I'm really curious yeah. with how you how on earth you find these products <laughs> to put in them <laughs> in the first place it's like I, I didn't even know you could do half the things that you've talked about so far in the last uh, 15 minutes <laughs> I didn't even know that it was possible to 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 do what you're doing with these products so <laughs> it's like yeah. I think I'd be researching for another five years to find it out <laughs> <laughs> see I'm a former journalist <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good at googling <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so let's not fall out because um yeah you'll find all the all the dirt on me <laughs> <laughs> so it's um yeah uh, regenerated nylon which we haven't used before uh, but we, we've, you know, we've made the prototypes, and it's um, it's an awesome material. It looks, it just looks super premium. I don't know. It, it is important to me that it it looks amazing, um, because I think with anything, any sustainable kind of impact first business, I think the product has to be amazing, and mm-hmm. it has to be product first. Still, you know, for me personally, it's sustainability first, but if we want to grow and if we want people to love our products, it has to be product first. So we're making an amazing backpack uh, made from Econil, um, the padding. So all the parts that are inside that are hidden are still made from waste. You know, we're not like putting plastic inside just because no one can see it. So the padding, the, 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 basically the lining that helps um, the backpack hold its shape is going to be recycled uniforms. So the Ikea uh, uniforms, and then, the lining will be recycled polyester, so plastic bottles. And I don't know, it's, again, a very functional thing. So this is the first um, collaboration we're doing very soon. Um, we're experimenting with a few other materials. So the apple leather is uh, is also a line made from apple leather is yet to come out. But we're constantly experimenting with materials. It's not just bags. It's We're looking into lots of other materials. Um, I'm not going to say a lot about this at this stage but we're looking at that's fine i don't want you to give any of your secrets away (laughs) until you're ready uh, (laughs) yeah yeah you've got to keep your competitive advantage (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think i think i should be wiser about those things but i just get overexcited (laughs) (laughs) so um let's let's mute the conversation at that that point in in terms of let's not ask any more about what you're experimenting with um yeah. because somebody else um <laughs> might steal your idea and get it to market before you <laughs> um but I, I completely agree with you about the the quality and it, it's something that um 
as a, a sector, we we're very often slated for the quality and that we we only really care about the impact. And so it it's nice to to have the, the focus on quality there because that is is the thing that we really need to be doing anyway is always have the quality but also then just add the impact to that quality yeah it's also if you want to scale your impact uh, without the quality you would not be able to do it I mean you want people I definitely want people to love what we make I want people to love their bags it has to be really high quality it has to be and also like the example I gave with Beyonce you know like um working with celebrities to amplify the global goals message I think if we as a a small company want to be heard and want to be seen and actually change uh, scale our impact we need to be working with big organizations and we need to be you know, one day sold at liberties. If we want to really scale our impact, and this is, it has to be product first for those reasons as well as anything else. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait till your your bags are in the the shops. <laughs> it's just like send me lots of pictures of them on the on the um, displays. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you um, a bit of like so. We are actually launching on um, Stylist. I don't know if you know this magazine. So they're launching Mm -hmm. an online marketplace. Um, So we're doing an exclusive launch with them for a super cute padded silver, very kind of post-lockdown shiny crossbody. (laughs) You know, all of us need a bit of a bit of a lift, like a little treat. So we thought we'll do that. And it's a very cute um, silver crossbody but it, it's I mean the I think the reason stylist selected us is because the product is good it's not I mean they they did care about sustainability they did a lot but I, it, it has to be product first and ha- to have those opportunities you really have to nail the product we're working on that it's it's not perfect I think like it's never perfect there's always room for improvement. So we're constantly like reviewing everything. Is this right? Is this right? Getting feedback from, from people who have our bags. And would you add another pocket here? Would you not? Like, is this working? Is the zip work in the right place? <laughs> so it's a constant conversation and um, a process of improving what we make. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it sound, sounds um, very iterative and kind of, um a step-by-step kind of thing where you just kind of oh let's think about this bit let's do this bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so um looking back and reflecting on the the journey so far we've been and um what would you say has been the 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 high point so far it feels like every day is a high point you know I was walking um from back home from the office on Thursday last week um, and it's it's a short walk and it's across the park and I was walking home thinking wow this is the best job I've ever had <laughs> and I mean I'm not saying that it's not stressful it's sometimes it gets very like the pressure is 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 there it's it's as stressful as any job you know it's still you're busy you're on back-to-back calls you're running around um but it's 
incredibly fulfilling. I'm I'm actually struggling to um to think of this one moment that I thought, wow, this is the highlight. I mean, there was um yeah, we got a few awards last year and, and even this year we became the um um startup of the year at Draper's Sustainability Conference, which is a big kind of fashion industry um magazine. You're just keeping this very quiet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We got a few awards last year. Yeah, you know. And I got the award from Tukir Suleiman, who's one of the judges on um, Dragon's Den. Uh, And he was just so supportive. And um, yeah, I guess that was was a special moment. It was two days before the lockdown started, like before everyone went into lockdown. (laughs) You managed to get it. (laughs) <laughs> just <laughs> yeah it was uh I don't know for, for me I guess discovering a completely new industry is um it's just a really fascinating journey then now building a team is incredible um it used to be just me for a very long time um now we are yeah five people and not everyone's full-time most people are working part-time around kind of children other commitments but um yeah it's 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 a brilliant team I'm very proud of 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 everyone (laughs) ah sounds lovely (laughs) okay it's been really lovely talking to you today where can people buy your bags and and find out more about being london um do you have website and social media addresses that you'd like to share yeah, absolutely it's all very straightforward it's bean.london there's no.com there's no.co.uk it's just bean.london uh that's our website all the materials information everything's there um and our instagram handle is at uh, so bean london bean.london um yeah we're quite easy to find i think um and you know if if anyone ever wants to get in touch um i'm always open to new conversations Uh, so my email address is on the website so if anyone's got any (laughs) random bits of of waste that they don't know what to do with (laughs) you'll be able to put it out and turn it into a bag somehow (laughs) questions or yeah i'd I'd be open to that absolutely Mm. fabulous it's been fantastic talking to you thank you so much thank you so much Heidi it really was a pleasure such a good chat thank you so much thank you you've been listening to the make an impact podcast with me Heidi Fisher before you go a quick announcement Heidi's second book impact first the social entrepreneur's guide to measuring managing and growing your impact will be published soon and you can pre-order a limited edition hardback version of the book through Heidi's website the book gives you the know-how to measure manage and communicate your impact so that you can grow your social enterprise go to make an impact cic dot co dot uk forward slash my dash book dash impact dash first to find details if you've enjoyed the podcast why not leave a review or rating and if you'd like to be on the show then please get in touch via my website makeanimpactcic.co.uk thank you for listening